0: In this episode, we look at the financial sector performance in Kenya and also why Africa should be treated fairly while addressing global climate challenges. From over 1,100 cities and 128 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. How did the financial sector perform in Kenya in half-year 2023? Eric Musau, Executive Director, Research, Standard Investment Bank, joins us for this episode to break it down. Give us an overview of Kenya's financial sector performance.
1: Some of the things that started in 2022 continued uh, into 2023. So uh, things like higher interest rates and the impact of that on the, on the sector. So if you're looking at, for example, the commercial banks, the impact uh, was on higher pricing, uh, potential mark-to-market market losses on their bond holdings, which also affected the asset management space, uh, as would have already been holding significant portfolios of debt that continued into 2023. Um, uh, overall, we saw quite a bit of resilience uh, in the sector. So even with non-performing loans rising, major banks' capital uh, uh, ratios kind of uh, coming under pressure for some of the banks. Uh, overall, uh, we, we saw quite a bit of resilience, and uh, even 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 in the numbers that uh, the central bank has done in terms of this, trying to see the sensitivity and risks to the sector, um, we were still seeing that. Uh, would won't be too many banks, uh, even, even under a worst-case scenario, uh, from, from a capital adequacy perspective. So, so overall, uh, a resilient sector despite uh, challenges.
0: What has been the impact of inflationary pressures on Kenya's financial sector?
1: Now with the inflation rate is within uh, the central bank limit and um, the upper bound is 2.5% uh, above the 5% limit. So, so we are within the central bank target from an inflation perspective. Obviously, the weaker currency is something to watch out, and other externalities such as the price of oil. But generally, inflation in itself remains something that anchored. But I think before the monetary authorities decide they're going to reduce rates, we've seen them holding rates at the current levels just to ensure that. Um, you know, those risks will not emerge again. From that perspective, inflation itself is, is not a major concern going forward. Um, you know, In other macroeconomic factors, we've seen uh, exports uh, remain stable. Imports have, however, fallen quite a bit, about 12%. So again, that tells you at least uh, the, the, the weaker currency seems to have had quite a negative impact on, on imports. Exports at least are, are holding up. I think the risks are still there. Otherwise, uh, I think the sectors as a whole seems to holding up using.
0: Talk to us about the climate change risks to the financial sector and the rise in green financing.
1: Clearly, very very significant, uh, and we've seen banks set targets in how soon they want to green their books, or uh, what proportion of their books they're going to green. Uh, and so clearly, this is something that is in the top of minds uh, for most financial institutions. Uh, it's critical not only for the banks but also for the country as a whole. Uh, Kenya has uh, is mostly from a green energy perspective, something that uh, Kenya has been at the forefront on. But there are other sectors. I mean, being green is cross-cutting, and um, we have we have uh, different initiatives across the sector to really ensure that a lot more effort effort and support is made to really ensure that. Country sure moves forward in the right direction. Think about agriculture, think about construction, infrastructure. So, there, there are quite a number of uh, areas uh, that are really critical. Power has been uh, an area. Clearly, many other sectors think that you know, the, the economy needs to be, needs to be more resilient. Um, and the effort is being made towards that. And, and the financial sector has been that, uh, led by the commercial banks. But I think. Eventually, you also see the production markets also trying to move in
0: a direction. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Elevated global commodity prices and a weak Ugandan shilling continue to inflate the import bill in excess of improving export bill. The country's trade deficit widened by 41.9% month on month from 283.3% million in July to $402.1 million in August, the largest monthly trade deficit recorded for the year thus far. The expectation is imports will rise farther in half-year 2023 as a result of optimistic business sentiment among firms in construction, wholesale trade and manufacturing sectors. Exports will likely also trend higher, but not enough to turn the trade deficit behind. And a quick chip around Africa. South Africa's uninflation rate accelerated for the second successive month to 5.4 in September 2021, up from 4.8 in August and slightly above market forecast of 5.3 percent. Still, it remained comfortably within the South African Reserve Bank's 3 to 6 percent target band. Main upward pressure came from prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages and transportation. Furthermore, housing and utility prices remained at an elevated 5.5% in line with the rate in August, primarily due to significant rises in electricity and other fuel tariffs, as well as water costs. The annual core inflation, which excludes prices of food, non alcoholic beverages, fuel, and energy, eased to a 13 month low of 4.5% in September 2023 from 4.8% in the previous month and below market forecast of 4.7%. On a monthly basis, consumer prices rose by 0.6% in September after 0.3% decrease in August. Marching Market Sentiments Africa should be treated fairly while well addressing global climate challenges as the continent contributes the smallest share to greenhouse gas emissions globally. This is according to OPEC Secretary-General Haitham al Gais, Addressing an energy conference in Cape Town, the head of the Organisation of the Petroleum Exporting Countries said oil demand in Africa is expected to rise close to 80% between now and 2045 and that the continent needs more support and collaboration. Africa holds 13% of the world's natural gas and 7% of its oil, but has the world's lowest per capita energy use. Despite versed solar, wind and hydrogen potential, around 600 million people in sub-Saharan Africa live without electricity and almost 1 billion without access to clean energy for cooking. Climate change experts have now pointed out that in African countries with large fossil fuel reserves, proceeds have mostly lined the coffers of corrupt political elites and have not helped alleviate general poverty and energy poverty. They say the corruption that comes with petrodollars often leads to even worse delivery of basic services. In Angola, Nigeria, Africa's leading oil producers for decades, access to electricity in 2021 for the population was just at 40% and 50% respectively. This is according to the World Bank. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of The K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is the and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial and you can find me at The Thedon.